You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Got some good information from Brian Windhorst of the Mothership covering the NBA. Didn't sound overly optimistic. Deadline day is coming up tomorrow. NBA players have a deadline of June 24th to make their decision. And I I don't know if it's going to be set in stone, that deadline. But I asked Brian, are they going to be able to expand the rosters here? Because it just feels like you got, you know, smaller rosters here with the NBA, 12, 13 players. And if something happens, are you going to be able to have supply to go along with the demand of filling out your roster here. But uh, Brian had a lot of things to say uh, as far as getting this started. What could happen? Um, Oh, I just saw this. Tom Brady showing up with his new Tampa Bay T-shirt, his TB12. He could have worn our shirt. Our T-shirt is so much better than that, and he knows it. I don't think he cares about quality. I don't. But uh, Tom has his uh, TB12 t-shirt on in his Tampa color. So, all right. Well done, Tom. Well done. Uh, if you're interested in any of our t-shirts, uh, you can go to the Dan Patrick Show uh, app or danpatrick.com and order yours. We'll get to phone calls coming up. Darius Rucker will join us. I saw where they're going to do drive-in concerts. You're going to have... A musician at a drive-in where you get to drive in and park your car just like you would a drive-in movie if you're old enough to remember those days. I think Keith Urban did this. Brad Paisley, Darius Rucker, some other artists are going to do drive-in concerts. Yeah, Paul? On behalf of those us, those of us who uh, don't like to dance, this is a fantastic idea. Yeah. You could sit in your car, you could even do the head bop, and you never have to dance. This is the greatest thing to happen to guys. Can you get out of your car? Nope. No, I, there's actually a drive-in. I went to a drive-in two weeks ago, a drive-in for a movie up there. You can get out of your car, but you have to mask up and go to the concession stand in the bathroom. You can't just meander about. But I remember going to a drive-in, and you could bring lawn chairs, not, and you could get out of your car. Under the current atmosphere, you cannot. Hmm. Okay. All right, so uh, Darius will join us uh, coming up. Seton loves to dance. You love to dance. Did you, oh, even, yeah. did you fast dance at your wedding reception? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, you have to. You're made to. And you can do, and you can do no wrong on that day. People yeah. will not make fun of you on that one day. That one specific day. For four hours. Yeah. I have a wedding to go to. And it's in, uh, I think it's a month. And I, I, I want to go because it's my, my sister's uh, daughter. And, uh, but I, I don't want to dance. And then I don't know if you can dance if you go to a wedding because you have to wear a mask. I, I like I don't I don't know anything. You had a social distancing card. That's why you're not dancing. Well, I can social distance. You know, when I get my my swerve on, when I get my groove, I you know I can stay away from you a little bit here. You know, I go back to that scene in Pulp Fiction with John Travolta. I mean, that's what I would I would be doing that with my wife. You can moonwalk. That means you'd be going away from people at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, McLevin brought this up. Can I bring this up on the air, McLovin? Yeah, so somebody I know at the MMQB named Mitch Goldich had this Twitter rant on how everyone's going to behave differently depending on what they expect to happen during the upcoming seasons with coronavirus. Now, behaving differently means what? 
do you go all in and spend on this year when you think, ah, you know what, this year's might get blown up anyway? But what would you be spending on? Well, like, why didn't the Patriots sign Cam Newton? That kind of thing. Why would the Jets? Yeah, we're not going to pay Jamal Adams this year. We'll trade him right now for first round pick. Yeah, but Cam wasn't going to cost you that much money. I don't think if you were bringing him in. Or, well, his example was a good one. In hindsight, it looks like the Red Sox fleece the Dodgers in the Mookie Betts trade because of 2020, because Betts, I think, is a free agent at the end of the year. So they gave up a lot for a one-year rental, and the one year they're renting is going to be a possible asterisk here. So his example was the Jets might say, "Uh, you know what, why not trade Adams now because this season is going to be disrupted possibly anyway. All right. So teams are going to tank. Is that what you're saying? Oh, here's another argument. If the you know the Eagles lost Brandon Brooks, they're all pro guard. We talked about yeah. that. Why go out and pay big money for a Larry Warford or Joe Thune if you don't think the 2020 season is going to be normal? Why invest now? Save your salary cap for 2021. That's, I mean, it's a radical thought, but maybe teams are looking at it like that. Like, why spend this year when we don't know if that investment is going to pay off? I guess I can see it with the Patriots, but it doesn't feel like ownership. And that that coach would mail something in. But their moves this offseason kind of yeah. feel that way. If you didn't know Belichick was there, and you told me you were going in with Brian Hoyer and Jaron Stidham. Yeah, but there's... I guess if they were going to do something in the draft, you know that, that would have been interesting. As far as signing a free agent quarterback or not signing a free agent quarterback, I don't know if Cam fits what they want to do. You know, if you're saying, what about Colin Kaepernick now? I, I don't think you bring in that style with what you've done for the last 20 years. Not that Belichick can't make these things work, but that seems like a really radical overhaul to do something like that. I think they got to see what they have at Jared Stidham. I understand that. I, I think they know what they have in him because they've seen him practice. You know, you can see somebody in the game. Like, we were always curious about Garoppolo. We had heard positive things about Garoppolo. And then, you you know, he got in the game. And then he did okay with the Patriots. Uh, and he got a contract from the Niners based off what he did, basically, with the, uh, the Patriots there. You know, he won, what, five games or something in a row when he got to San Francisco. But I, I think you got to find out what you have with Stidham. And I don't think Belichick's playing the short game here. Brady's playing the short game. Brady's got two years here, probably. Belichick's probably going, all right, if uh, Stidham doesn't work out, then uh, we'll just draft a quarterback or we'll sign a free agent. I, I don't think he goes, God, I got to win. You know, people are going to say, oh, it was all about Tom. Tom's the reason why you got all those Super Bowl rings. I don't, I don't think Belichick worries about his legacy. And his legacy is set. There's always going to be that argument of, well, who meant more to the Patriots, Belichick or Brady? I would say, you know, Belichick ran an organization. Brady was great in that organization, but to run a great organization, that's that takes, I mean, that separates him from, you know, 99.9% of the coaches and GMs. He had interchangeable parts. And yes, Brady was wonderful. He's, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time and decorated in all those uh, platitudes. But you're running an organization. And you're coaching. And that's that's really, really rare. Now you can say, you know, nobody has anywhere near what Brady has, you know, Super Bowl-wise. You're right. 
Um, let's put it this way. If you say, hey, you got to take Brady and I take Belichick or the other way around, I'm fine with either one. I think what Belichick has done is harder to do uh, to have that sustainability with not really the same players. You know, he's had Brady. Uh, Green Bay had Brett Favre. How did they do? Like, there have been teams who have had the constant of their quarterback, you know, but he, I would say Belichick is, is fine with if it doesn't work out, I don't think it's going to hurt him. And I'm not worried. If he's not worried about his legacy, then why do I give a damn about his legacy? Yeah, Paul. You had a good point about Brady's two years in Tampa. If I, you know, when, when players like Emmanuel Sanders come available at the trade deadline, can't you see Tampa adding everybody playing for the next two years, you know, throwing out a, a second-round draft pick to get an available wide receiver? Or, you know, Jadeveon Clowney, remember when he came available in the preseason and Seattle scooped him up? I could see Tampa making a lot of little moves like that over the next year and a half. Yeah, I don't look at, you know, Tampa's not going to subscribe to this, McLovin. If, if you're saying, well, the Eagles, right. they, they, you know, they got their offensive lineman. Brooks is down for the year, so they're not going to go out and get another guy. Well, his theory was that teams will behave based on what they expect out of the season. So if a team, their doctor's saying, I think we're getting 12 games in and the playoffs are going to be abrupt, then they're not going to be like, well, it's time to go all in. But Tampa, obviously... Thinks they're going to be a seat. So Tampa assume. has better expectations, higher expectations yeah. than the Patriots. But it's do. combined with the fact that Tampa thinks they can win it all. I was wondering, do you think the Patriots can't be bad enough to get in the quarterback mix next year? I mean, they're not in the Trevor sweepstakes or Justin Fields, are they? I wouldn't think so. But they really kind of lack talent. <laughs> yeah, it's a nondescript team. You know, that that's going to be tough to go up there and watch. You know, you could watch the Patriots and you could say, I, I'm watching one of the great players of all time in Tom Brady. I, I love Stefan Gilmore, but I don't know if that's going to be reason enough to tune in. You know, just not going to do it. Yes, Tune in to watch him not get the ball thrown <laughs> yeah, his way. Yeah, I know. That's what I always like, the, the most boring player in football is the cornerback who shuts down everybody. Oh, there they go again, throwing the other way. Yep. Gosh, man, that's so incredible. Good. They're not throwing Dion's way. Man, this is great football. Yeah, Paul. Belichick's <laughs> worst record with the Patriots, if you skip his first year when they had injuries in Bledsoe, yep. nine and seven. They've had this he's had a couple ten win seasons. Like for him, that's his low end. Ten wins. All right. And then a bunch of seasons. he averages about thirteen wins. The over under is nine, I think, for the Patriots this year. Is anybody taking the over? I got an idea for Shower of Shame. Let me see if you guys want to do it. Now, we don't have to do it for this bet. Okay, we got to get this approved. But I just love the novelty that I would sign up for this. Patriots over under nine. Do we do nine and a half? I'm going to see if it's eight and a half or nine and a half. Okay, right now. okay. Here is now, if you do the shower of shame, we are checking with the fire department next door. And we wanted to know if the fire department could pull the truck up on the other side of the fence and then take the fire hose and spray it over on our side of the, the man cave parking lot. They said it would make it there. <laughs> now, I would do the shower of shame just with that possibility of the fire department with the hose and then firing it over our, our way. Yes, Paul. I got them at nine wins even as of yesterday, the Patriots. We could so there could it. be a push. I would do 
Nine and a half. What do you get if you win said bet? You get to watch. You get to go and put on. You get to slide down the uh, pole <laughs> in the firehouse there if you want to. Todd's not doing either. He's not getting hit say, with the water. A win? No, you're not going to do it. That's a lot of chafing going on. How about on. I let you put on a fire helmet and you get to hold the hose on there the other side? Okay. Yes, McLovin. Isn't this what the backroom guys exist for? Why can't we make them bet on this? <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing more fun than watching. I don't watching. know. It just found, I just, you know, Paulie was saying, hey, you know, I talked to the fire department. They said the hose over there will reach all the way over here. And I go, oh, shower shame. It'd be great. Yeah, Paul. I asked him a few weeks ago. I know one of the firemen over there. And remember years ago on Jackass, Johnny Knoxville had him do it. And he got knocked senseless into a wall. I asked, I go, how hard would that hurt if, if you unleashed a fire hose full blast? And someone said, oh, you'd be, you would not be able to keep your feet. Well, no, I need to have it like yeah. you know, high arcing. More majestic. Yes. Like a <laughs> fountain. Yes, Tom. Does that thing have temperature controls? Like if you want to make it freezing cold? <laughs> I always wondered if there's just a room temperature water. I know they can control the pressure, but what about how cold or warm the water? I don't know. I have to work on that. Uh, I'll, I'll find that out. That would make it extra interesting if it was like I don't know if it freezing matters. cold. I don't know if it matters in a fire. Yeah, they couldn't put it out. The water's too warm. Ran out of lukewarm water. The building's ablaze, guys. Get <laughs> yeah. on home. Yeah, see. Like, none of those things bother me at all. Making me dance would be a severe punishment. Really? Like, if, if you said you lost the shower of shame, right, and you then that means you have to dance. On How about- or if you win the shower of shame, then everybody else has to dance. That, to me, is a lot more fun. All right. Patriots bet. You lose, you dance. If if uh, I, I lose, I do the uh, shower of shame with the fire hose. Uh, I'd rather watch you dance. Oh, oh, so it's, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I've seen Dan shake it a little bit. It's oh yeah, I can moonwalk. Okay, we have to set that. What happens if there's less than sixteen games? Or yeah, it's sixteen. We'll work on this. This is a work in progress. If just Paulie brought it up at the uh, during the commercial break when we were over there and we saw the fire department leaving there. Uh, let me get some phone calls in here. Uh, Sean in New York. Hey, Sean, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. I just wanted to say. Well, first off, six foot one sixty five. Um, my sister's wedding is actually this upcoming Saturday, and I just wanted to say there will be dancing. Um, I will be dancing personally. It probably won't be pretty, but there will be dancing. Do you have to wear a mask? I believe so. Um, there is a limited amount of people going, but I believe that we do we do have to wear a mask. All right. Well, good luck with that, Sean. Yeah, my uh, my my sister's uh, daughter. You have to wear a mask, and then they cut down on the number of people who can go. And I don't I mean you go into the church. You got to wear a mask and. Do the do the bride and groom? Do you take off the mask when you you know? I now pronounce you man and wife. Yeah, because if you think about it, they're probably going to be okay. Because what's going on later? They're going to you know, if they have it, they're getting it. Mm, whoa! Imagine fifty <laughs> years ago, kids, grandkids looking at parents' uh, photos from wedding their wedding. Photos. Yeah. Why are you guys? All Wait, wearing? you got a mask on? You yes. got a masquerade party? What was going on over? That's bizarre. Wasn't there a Tom Hanks movie where he was uh, eyes wide? Wide shut. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah, if Tom, uh, Hanks Tom Hanks was in Eyes yeah. Wide Shut? That'd be weird. With Nicole Kidman. That'd be an even weirder movie. Yeah. It would have been a better movie. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, Jamie in Texas joins us. Hi, Jamie. What do you have for me? Hey, Mr. Patrick, 59190. Hey, I was just going to tell you, uh, I work for Child Protective Services here, and you and Howard 
get me through every single day of all the things I have to deal with. And uh, I appreciate you guys so much. I love all roads, no hate at all. And I guess I'll go with Fritzy as my favorite because I'm from, I mean, I'm a big Denver Broncos fan, season ticket holder. Um, and I love that you guys can go from the hot guy draft to the social <laughs> unrest to talking about the boredom, what we have, what we're struggling with, with no sports. And uh, I have two words for you. Nice. Thank you, Jamie. Did I, was nice like two syllables? I, I, did I miss a word there? Two words for you. Nice. Uh, thank you, Jay. Uh, all right, let me take a break here. The popular Darius Rucker set to join us coming up there. McLovin, what's the results of the poll question? <laughs> yeah, we still have Justin Tucker versus Jamal Wait, Adams. I thought we were putting up the... Oh, well, no, you're right. We did put up the owner. We put up the owners. Who's the worst owner in sports? And I gave you the Ford family with the Lions, which, by the way, did you see the news story? They're in the news today. They just passed it from one Ford uh, to another. Mm. But, uh, okay, Dolan, 68%. Mm. Then uh, the Lions and Browns are tied at second at 10%. <laughs> so it's, it's a Dolan poll, as you predicted. The Dolan poll. Yeah, I w- it, you know, we were talking about the Patriots here. We know Buffalo's good. The Dolphins will be better. I don't know if the Jets are going to be any better. I, I'm going to say they will be better. I don't know if they're going to be good. But Buffalo should be, if Buffalo is going to win the division, this is the year you got to win the division. And, and Miami might be a year away uh, from being really competitive. But if they start Tua, then I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. But if you're just watching Ryan Fitzpatrick, then you know that the team is, you know, they're kind of going to be what they were last year because he's so inconsistent. He can be so good and then... He can he can help you and he can hurt you, but I I like what Flores has done there. I think they've he's done a really good job and that team competed. I always love to see a team that's not in the playoff race and it would benefit them by losing, and they play hard. And Miami played hard at the end of last season. A couple of those teams did them. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Dolphin lover and Dolphins make him cry. Darius Rucker will join us next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. All new GD four-door coupe. Life's a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Mercedes AMG driving performance. Bubba Wallace will join us on the program and the first hour of the show coming up tomorrow. I just saw where Live Nation announced the drive-in concert series, and Darius Rucker is going to be part of that. Concert goers will be able to drive into parking lots of amphitheaters with a maximum of four people per car. Tickets go on sale this Friday. Darius is going to be performing at uh, Nissan Stadium July 12th in Nashville. That's a pretty good idea, cool idea. Darius joins us on the program. What's the longest you've gone without performing in front of a crowd, no matter what size? This, this, this break? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the longest I've gone since I was 20. 
that without playing shows. What do you miss most about it? The being on stage is just the, the feedback of the crowd. I miss that so much. I, you know, you always, could, you know, if you were taking two weeks off or three weeks off, you always had that show on the calendar that was there. You know when you were going to play again. So I think I took it for granted a lot. And now looking at the calendar and not knowing when you're going to play again was tough. And it really made me realize how much I love doing what I do. We've talked about the smallest crowd you played in front of with the Blowfish when you guys first started out. Like you could, it, it, was it like uh, less than 20? Yeah, like five. <laughs> Enroll these cousins. <laughs> what, what's the single biggest crowd you performed in front of? Uh, in 94, well, two, two, the, the two biggest crowds we played for in 90, I think 95, we played in East Lansing, Michigan at a festival, and there were 72,000 people there. And then in Charleston, we played a festival that had like 75,000 people there. Do you know, like, does it matter if, if it's 20,000 to 60,000? Does it matter to you with the energy or? With the, with the venues, you don't even know. You know, it does, I mean, once you get that many people in there, you, you look and you go, holy goodness, there's a lot of people, but the energy is the same. The oddest band that you open for? Oh, my goodness. The oddest as in weird or like oddest as an odd band? Well, it wouldn't match your music. Oh, we we opened up for Alex Chilton one day. Yeah, we we opened up for Alex Chilton at a, at a club one night. Yeah, he didn't like us very much. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did you guys open up for? Oh goodness, back in the day, uh, you know, uh, Toad the West Brock, and we opened up for uh, Big Head Todd and the Monsters was our first big tour. And uh, you know, those tours both went the same way. We started opening up for the guys, and by the end of the tour, Ooh. our record was taken off, and it felt it felt you felt bad, but you know, what were you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> I, I I was there with Toad the Wet Sprocket, sure. and Toad was big at the time, and then all of a sudden, I checked back in with you at the end of the tour, and it was, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Toad the Wet Sprocket, and then that would be the opening band, and I went. Uh oh, oh, what just happened? Because I would get there early so I could see you guys, and I realized that you guys were the headliner there. Yeah, it was uh, early on. It was <laughs> the record took off so fast. It, we, yeah, it was funny to watch that stuff. Uh, all of this stuff. There's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about. As long as I've known you, which is I think 26 years, you've talked about South Carolina getting that Confederate flag down off the uh, the state capitol. That has happened. You see what's happening with Bubba Wallace at NASCAR events. You have gone and performed at NASCAR events. Um, you know, what was that feeling like? Did you ever feel uncomfortable when you went singing the anthem? You, know, you always feel uncomfortable when, you, when you're a black guy and you're driving into places and you see a bunch of Confederate flags. You always feel uncomfortable. I mean, there's no two ways about that. I mean, that's just an uncomfortable feeling. So, yeah, I felt uncomfortable, but, you know, I get, I get by that stuff. And what happened to Bubba? I mean, when I read that, I mean, I, I really cried. I, I thought, wow, that's really still where we are? Yeah. That somebody thought that was a cool thing to do, go do that to, you know, I, that's just unbelievable, man. That, that's sad. That's sad that we're still that there in the world. And you see these videos of people. I mean, I saw a video yesterday with, with a woman who was yelling at this crowd that she's going to teach her grandkids to hate you. I was like, what is happening in the world right now? This is unbelievable. Have you met Bubba? I met Bubba, yeah. I was a great dude, man. I mean, you know, uh, I was a great guy, and, and and you know, Richard Petty for Richard Petty to put him in in a, in a you know in a car, and and to, to, to that was huge for NASCAR. And the forty three car too. Yeah, for the the legendary forty three car that was driven by the King, yeah. and owned and owned by the King now, you know, and it's like it's just that that's just I love what NASCAR did. I 
I, I thought it was a big, strong move to make the statement they made. You know, and I guess the hatred is making their statement too. How did you process, you know, what happened in Minneapolis? I watched that video once and couldn't watch it again. To, to watch a guy die on die. We watched the guy die. Yeah. You know, and, and it didn't have to happen. And it, it breaks your heart. And, you know, I'm an American. I, I love this country. And I just, you see that and you just go, man, we got to do better. And, and you see all this, the protests and everything. This is the first time I felt like it was different. You know, I usually feel like, okay, we're going to, people are going to yell and scream, we're going to talk about this, going to change. But this time I feel like things are changing. But I've been around you and, you know, people treat you differently because you're famous. But I'm sure you've been driving in a car and they don't know you're famous, but they know you're driving a nice car and you get pulled over. You, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That happens, you know, I'm not going to say all the time, but it's happened sometimes, you know. And, you know, they pull me over and they see me and, you know, all of a sudden they make something up and, you know, and then they check get my driver's license and let me go but it's like it happens all the time it's just you know it, it seems like it's a way of life in, in our country that it happens but i don't know if you talk to you know your wife about your son jack that you know he's a teenager now of just that fear like what what is the world and and you know he's going to be susceptible to all these things that we're watching now or there's that possibility of that being out there talk to Jack about it, you know, and, and it, it's, you don't want your kids to go through that stuff. Like, like the thing that happened to Bob, I can imagine if that was my son, you know, I mean, and, and, and you got to talk about it. It's sad that you have to talk to your kid about, you know, getting stopped by the police or, 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 you know, the racism that's in the world and stuff. It's sad, but you have to talk about it because it's real because we're living it every friggin' day. And I don't know, I was there in the beginning, but I didn't understand. I didn't know that this was going on, but you know, Sony, the drummer for Hootie and the Blowfish, he would say that like you guys had to hear, you had to hear this when you're performing people would say stuff to you, right? Or I don't know if you heard it, but, you know, these your, your guys, the band, they wanted to go fight, like, let's stop the concert. Let's go out and find somebody. <laughs> that happened several times. You know, you got to figure we're playing in, in 1989 and 1990. We're playing these frat houses in the SEC, you know, all over the Southeast. And, and you know, man, the racist stuff that was said about us while we played, you know, it pairs, you know, it's it's – we wanted to fight a lot, but we knew that we couldn't fight our way out of those frat houses. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the one time, though, you guys. I can't imagine some of the guys in the band throwing down, but didn't you have somebody that they did something across the street and then you. Oh, this was the same night we met Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> and saw the Stanley Cup for the first time. Absolutely. You know, we're leaving a we're leaving a bar. And there's some guys across the street that start saying some stuff and start throwing they're throwing snowballs at us and then they threw a snowball at me with a with a bottle in it. And so it was me and Sony were the first two walking. And you know, Dean's the passive one, Mark is a nice guy, but me and Sony are ready to go at any minute. And it was <laughs> on, man. These kids were trying to get back in their car. We weren't having that. We were beating some <laughs> well, you you tell the story. I know I have you tell it all the time, but when when you got in a fight in the bar and 
you know, the embarrassment of getting beat up by Hootie and the Blowfish or your last line to oh, these guys. Albuquerque and we're, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm mouthing off. You don't mean that. I'm mouthing off. We just beat these guys up. I mean, there's five bouncers and we beat these guys up. It was I mean, it was shocking. And so we're leaving and I'm mouthing off and the owner shows up and he goes, what's happening? What's happening? I said, man. You need to get some new bouncers. He said, what do you mean? I said, Hootie and the Blowfish just whipped everybody. I, I just said public enemy. I said, Hootie and the Blowfish just whipped everybody. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that story. Oh, my God. We're talking to Darius Rucker. And uh, if you're in Nashville, uh, July 12th, it's, it's a drive-in concert. Concert goers will be able to drive into the parking lots of the amphitheaters with a maximum four people. Tickets go on sale this Friday. How many people are you going to be able to get in these parking lots? No idea. I truly have no idea. I mean, the thing is, the parking lots are so friggin' huge. I mean, you know, it's the parking lot of a, of a football stadium. So yeah. they got to have the parking lot. I don't know how many people are planning on doing, but man, I tell you, I'm ready to go play a show. And Brad Paisley's going to do this. Are you with Brad Paisley on that, Bill? Uh, I think it's three different nights. I think it's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'm doing Sunday. Oh. I think every night is one band because, you know, you can't switch the bands out and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Did Keith Urban do one of these? Yeah, Keith. I think Keith did the kind of first one that started everybody with the idea. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I haven't asked you about your Dolphins. The, the, the 2021 Super Bowl <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> all, all next season, they're going to be Super Bowl champs. No, in, in February. Oh, we oh, 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 in February in Tampa. Yes, we were in the Super Bowl. I, I'm calling it right no, now. Right no, don't do that. No, don't do that. Dual Rookie of the Year and MVP. I'm, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do I'm that. You, no, I'm because you you know football, but you don't act like it when you talk about the Dolphins. <laughs> this, is be, this is my year, man. This is my year. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the Dolphins are going to make you cry whether they win or lose. That's true. That's true. But it's, one more thing. it's been a while since you've cried because they did something well, right? Oh, goodness. Yeah, I was six, I think. <laughs> Last time we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I still, that Darius named his daughter after Dan Marino. Yes, I did. But why didn't you name your son after Dan Marino? Because I wasn't sure I was going to have another one, so I had to name one of my <laughs> You could have named your son Shula. We thought about it, yeah. But no, you, know. you didn't. Uh, did you? Oh, no. Actually, we, we, have, we have a dog named Shula. Oh, you do? <laughs> Wait, did, so you say to your wife, hey, I'm going to, no matter if it's a boy or girl, we're going to, we're going to name it after Dan Marino. Yeah. <laughs> this daughter's goodness, she was okay with it because uh, my daughter was conceived at, uh, at uh, Dan Marino, at uh, Don Shula's, I think, retirement or Dan, at Dan's retirement. And, uh, and in our hotel room, there was a, a life-size picture of Dan over my, over our bed. <laughs> So she thinks Dan's the reason that the so Danny came. You you got in the mood because you were looking at oh look at number thirteen. It's so hot. That's one of the creepiest things you've ever told me. No, I can't believe I'm just doing that. Oh, I love Dan Marino. I mean you, honey. I love you too. Um, hey, uh, it's good to talk to you. Looks like oh, you're doing all right. Uh, McLovin bashes the Beatles all the time. He says they're overrated. You got a Beatles t-shirt. 
McLovin, if you ever say that in front of me, I swear to God, we're going. I mean, no, no questions asked. We're going. You're you're smarter than that. The the Beatles are the single most important musical entity. I'm talking about Beethoven, Bach, all that stuff. The single most important entity in the history of music. Beethoven. No. <laughs> Ludwig von Beethoven. Come every on. band, every band that plays today is, is 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 influenced by the Beatles. They might not know it because they're influenced by some other band that's influenced by the Beatles, but every band today is influenced by the Beatles. You're like the Beatles or your Dolphins. You can't be rational about this. No, you just smoke crack. Wow. <laughs> wow. Dad, you made Joe Montana get mad at me, the nicest guy. Now you're making Darius mad at me. This well, is- I, you know, I just put it out there because he got a Beatles t-shirt on and I thought, you know, maybe he should know. McLovin doesn't know anything about music. Yes, I should. <laughs> okay, if the Beatles are the best, like they're in their own category. There's nobody at number two, just out of respect to the Beatles. Right. Who would be three on the list? Oh, Stones. Okay. The Stones. And I didn't. And I honestly didn't think that until I read Keith's book. When I read Keith's book, I went, "This band is very important to the music. To music, they're, they're the second. They're third. Okay. Uh, what about? But now are you talking about musical? Per, like if I put Prince in there or Elvis or anybody. Like if I put individuals and bands together on a list. Beatles still one. Beatles one. Is are Stones still two? Like that's tough because Prince and Stones and Marvin Gaye, Sinatra, Sinatra. You know who? Yeah, who you gonna put two? I, I that that one I'd have to think about because there's some. Yeah, I'd have to think about that one. Did you meet Prince? Once. Did he talk to you? Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> because he was a different cat, man. There'd be people would say he might say something to you. He might not. He's a smooth, cool. He was a smooth, cool cat, man. I mean, when I met Prince, I thought he was hot. And I don't, I don't know. <laughs> did, did he? Did he? Did he know who you were? Yeah, he knew who I was. Oh, good. Yeah, because you'd hate for him to say, "And what do you do for a living?" Well, I, I, when I met McCartney, he had no idea who I was. <laughs> None. I don't think McCartney had any idea who I was, though. But does that where somebody says, oh, you know, they did uh, Hold My Hand, Hootie and the Blowfish? Do you think? Oh, no. I was at a show, and, like, he doesn't do meet and greet, but, like, my manager set up a meet and greet just for me and my, my family, and, yeah, he had no idea who I was. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> just said, oh, it's nice to meet you, and then that was yeah. it, and it just went down. The- I'm, I'm, cr- I'm, I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to cry. I tell him how much I love him. How I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And he's like, well, I don't, of course. <laughs> hey, it's good to talk to you. Hopefully we'll cross paths here uh, soon. Yeah, I love you. All right, buddy. Thank you. And that's Darius Rucker. We'll come back. We'll close up shop after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Last call for phone calls. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow, this day in sports history. Final results of the poll question. Bubba Wallace will join us on the program tomorrow. Anybody else there, toddler? Working on many things right now, just Bubba. <laughs> All we got. A nice start to tomorrow. I, I, and after I, that, I, I, don't I didn't think you were going to go, well, got Bubba Wallace, I'm not going to be working on things. I know, but that's that's just the guilt that I have. If I don't have multiple guests lined up for the next day, I feel like I gotta say something like. Sound... But I'm efforting many other guests. That's so it sounds saying. better by but you it sounds saying. Sounds like a 24/7 yeah, okay. nonstop okay. going after guests. Okay.
Uh, Paulie has a movie review as well. Uh, let me see. Aaron in Ohio. Hi, Aaron. What do you have for me today? Hey, DP. Thank you. Um, second time, long time. Uh, 63220. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Same day, same month, same year. Whoa. <laughs> nice. <laughs> little shot there. Yeah. Little, little far shot. <laughs> Can you believe little that? Bit, little same bit day, same, that's amazing that little, that would happen. Bit. Same day, same month, same year. Um, I'm not a big fan of asterisk discussions, but I, something I think is interesting here, talking to Windhorst, um, you know, what happens if we get to the conference finals or the finals in the NBA and Jonas or LeBron test positive? The whole season changes. The whole outcome is completely different. Yeah, but I think by the time we get to that point, though, and thank you, Aaron, that they're, they're going to be going through the testing process and that everybody's going to be in that bubble for months and therefore – Unless there's somebody who somehow gets in and, and all of a sudden come, somebody comes down with the COVID-19, I think by then everybody is going to feel safer. The longer you there, you're there, the safer you're going to feel, I'm, I'm guessing here. Uh, Tim in Michigan. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. First time, long time. Six foot, 230. I was just wondering, what's your thoughts on how Vegas will be uh, adjusting point spreads based on the virus concerns? Well, I, I think that's going to be, and it's interesting that you bring that up because you're going to have games that are taken off the board. If they don't know the status of a player, they're going to take games off the board. Also, with the no home court advantage there, what's that going to do? We should get somebody on from Vegas, Paulie. Maybe somebody with point spreads. NBA lines? Oh, well, just all, well, yeah, all neutral of this. sites. Yeah, all of this, yeah. Uh, this day in sports history, what do you have for me? little sparse, Dan, so I, I'm uh, calling an audible. Saw a sports movie. I think I'm air quoting sports movie. Ford versus Ferrari it's the good. other day. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. really good. It's pretty good. I, I kind of thought I was. I had low expectations, even though it got good reviews. I thought it was going to be hokey. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Christian Bale's good. I just didn't like the ending, but I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was good. It was interesting. Really? Uh, a solid flick. Is that a sports movie? Yeah. All right. But it, are sports movies really sports movies? It's all about relationships. But there has to be some type of a contest at some point. But, but Bull Durham is not a baseball movie. It's about relationships. But he does hit the dinger to set the all-time oh, yes, record for yes. minor league home runs. Yeah, but then he also is with Susan Sarandon. McLovin, you're cringing back there. What's the problem? I'm, I'm on an island. I didn't love Ford versus Ferrari. I liked it. I didn't I mean, love it. comes it. on again, like I, I have no urge to see it again. Yeah, because, but how many movies do you have an urge to see again? I kind of watch things a couple times on cable if they're made. Like, like what movie would you go? I would watch it from start to finish again. Goodfellas. Yeah. yeah. Seaton. I'm a I'm a movie rewatcher though. I, like I've seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy a dozen times. I've seen the Marvel movies. You know, every possible order you could watch them to rework the story so you see it in a different way. I've done that too. You know, so I watch movies over and over again. And I'll I, watch The Revenant every single time it's on. I haven't watched any of the Marvel movies or The Lord of the Rings. I haven't seen any of those. Yeah, Paul. I uh, watched Usual Suspects last night, and I've probably seen it 30 times. I'm still not sure what I'm supposed to think happened in that movie, what really happened and what didn't. Like, if I would like to see someone do a deep dive on that movie. Seton's down on Usual Suspects. Really? Yeah. I was very high on it, but I just I don't think it holds up. Kaiser's. Th that's fair. doesn't hold up. No. Yeah, Todd. What do you think of Rocky, Saturday Night Fever, Bad News Bears among movies, airplane movies that you would watch? In I would watch, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch them. If they're on, 
Like Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta has some brilliant moments in there. Would you watch the hair? I work very hard on my no, hair. No. He hits it. He yeah. hits my hair. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Or yes, yeah, so see. When's the last time you watched the original Rocky movie? It's been a long time. We just I just went through them with my son because we're like he likes to watch movies too. We just did the whole Rocky thing. Rocky one is an amazing movie. I agree. It really is. And and even better than I remembered it. Because it had been a long, long time since I had watched it. And watching it back, oh, man, what a great movie. Callie Shire. Yeah. Adrian, she was great. No, I, 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 you know, when that movie first came out, it was like everybody, everybody was talking about Rocky. Like, you've got to go see it. You're going to feel great. People stand up in the theater. They're cheering. It was great. Totally holds up. Yeah, it does. I didn't need some of the other Rockies, but... That's all right. You know, like Mason the Line Dixon is one of the fighters that Rocky had to go up against. Oh, it was? It was like Rocky. It was like Roxy 9 or whatever. It was Rocky Balboa. Like they ran out of numerals. Uh, let me see. So we got Wednesday's show with Bubba Wallace. Uh, final results of the poll question, McLovin. Worst owner is no question the Knicks and Dolan Yay, run away. Congratulations. No, no big surprise. The Knicks win something. They, they win. Uh, Jeff in Florida. Hi, Jeff. What do you have for me today? Hey, thanks, Dan. Five nine one seventy. So, right, right to your point there on uh, on Dolan winning that. I have to disagree. I have to, as a uh, former Cincinnati person, Bengals fan. Uh, earlier, you were saying these guys, their genius was in something else. His genius was that uh, you know his dad didn't take any, you know, took the Mark Grace get up and go and didn't didn't do anything. He was born into it. He's an idiot. He's been an idiot forever. Uh, so I would say the Bengals are the ones who need uh, need the most help. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. The Bengals organization has at least gone to two Super Bowls. And they had a run there where they were a playoff team. I mean, they kept Marvin Lewis too long. But Andy Dalton, they had success with Andy Dalton and, uh, and the Bengals. Because of Andy Dalton. Of course, of course. <laughs> Todd, what did you learn on today's show? All right, so you put on your NBA analyst hat today, and then you said, if I'm the Knicks, I consider doing things differently. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Uh, McLevin. Another NBA insider picks the Sixers to come out of the East, which guarantees the Sixers will not come out of the East. And I meant the Knicks need to do something different coaching-wise as far as his I'm style. Just Stop, you. Todd! <laughs> your words hurt! I know. I offended you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, see? I said you put on your NBA analyst Stop! Hat. Took a shot. And that's what we it. learned. It's brought to you by, by Raycon.com slash Patrick. By Raycon.com slash Patrick. Wireless earbuds, the way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Thank you for joining us here. We'll do it again tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show.